You're listening to Gemma and Emma with me, Emma Forbes and Gemma Shepherd. Today, we're super excited to meet somebody who's a little bit of a blast from my past, although we can't specifically remember meeting, but we definitely did. Fiona Lambert, welcome. Thank you very much. Um, you are the, well, you're sort of amazing design entrepreneur, worked for years in the fashion industry, and you're now working with this exciting new brand that we will get to. But you and I go back to next days with the wonderful Mr. George Davis. The, oh, what an amazing character he was. And he's definitely what, been a massive inspiration for me. Yeah, I was going to say he was, a, he was a huge inspiration to me. And it's not, I'm not even <laughs> in the fashion industry, but he was just one of those incredible people, wasn't he? And it was where you started oh, out of university. I was, I was very, very lucky. So I um, had my first job as a designer and pattern cutter at Next when it was a you know really small company. Yeah. Um, and George was just this um, incredibly energetic, inspiration person who is very very hands-on super hands-on super hands-on so uh you know I had to have every meeting with him he would sign off every product he would see every product on um and and certainly you know that sort of passion for the customer passion for design and yeah well I was saying to you that I met I was in how I was deputy in-house PR when they had that incredible new shop on High Street Chem which was so ahead of its time really and they had Trisha Guild who did all the kind of home accessories and Molten Brown doing the makeup and I was in the, and I had to go for these monthly meetings and I was just saying to you that I wore a suit and I'd had it the skirt hacked shorter because I thought it was you know I was too young to wear that length skirt and he made me stand up at a meeting and he had all of the skirts on it was like one of the greatest moments and I saw him much later on in life and I said George that was such an amazing moment to me and he said was it I don't sort of remember that and then I met you again because you then helped him when he set up George at Asda yeah what well, and again just an incredible and they charity. used yeah yeah so, and they used our family as yeah. a sort of modeling family for the clothing because that was another great brand yeah well, I think George was Actually, like a lot of great people, and hopefully I try to do it as well, be permanently curious. So you're permanently talking to people, you're permanently yeah. looking at the exhibitions, you're permanently looking at the market, you're looking at... Uh, you well, know, you don't just sit back, you, you look forward. Back. And that's George, George's you know, talent was, he'd, he'd, he'd talk about um, spotting what the customer wants before they know they want it. Yeah. And I, I actually think if you're you know, permanently curious and always interested in people and, you know, how people sell, you know, not just clothing, but anything. Yeah. You're going to see those opportunities. Yeah. But I think um, he also didn't only just see those opportunities. He was able to do something at a time that the high street isn't what it is today. When we now talk about the best of the British mm. high street, I think he's really the pioneer behind that. Oh, well, if you think you about know, it, he set up uh, next, which was revolutionary at the time. Yeah, um, so. I think at the time, I mean, it's a big throwback actually because it's set up in 1982. Yes. Um, but um, people used to merchandise all of the ranges by product type. So you'd yeah. have a skirts range, a trouser range. And yeah. actually, next was, it, I mean, everybody does it now, so you don't think about it, but it's the first department store that um, merchandised by collection because it was yeah. something he'd seen in Europe. That's right. Uh, yeah. And then he set up, obviously, George, which was the first. Um, and the next directory. The, and the, the next directory. Yeah, was, was I was just saying, yeah. saying to Fiona when you were just out the room, oh, I, used to love I actually have. The entire collection of the next directories going back to when they had the fabric swatches in them. Because, yeah. I, they're vintage collectors items. They are properly vintage collectors items. And I don't even think next have those because I met somebody else because we met on this morning. That's right. And we were talking backstage and I said, I have that whole collection. But that next directory was very ahead of its time oh, because of the yeah. delivery service. I mean, oh, everybody's 100%. listening of a younger age is going to go, oh, that's right. But yeah. it, it wasn't the thing no, like, to get stuff it was delivered. Like a glossary. It was so chic and yeah. a hardback book. It was like a coffee table oh, book. Fantastic! Yeah. I loved it. I was—I was just saying.
saying actually, uh, so I was the dress and blouse buyer in those days and it had this incredible gatefold that opened out, which nobody would do now because no, it would cost no. too much money. But it was this beautiful garden party setting and I was incredibly proud that I had all my dresses in a big yeah. lineup across this um, gatefold that opened That's, up in the first next directory. it was so ahead of its time. And I think that is what kind of makes people want those things is because of course it, it sold the dream. Yeah. But you're saying, so, so let's move forward to like, to now and what I loved what you said earlier is you, you you kind of you look forward you don't sit back and kind of go well it's fine so you saw a gap in the market for that kind of 35 plus yeah well I think I talked to um listen I talk fashion eat live and breathe fashion and uh I'm very confident in clothes and I've got you know clothes that are date back to you know I, well literally I bought them 25 years ago I still have these amazing things and I know how to style them and put stuff together and wear them with new things or Well, I'm going to stop you there because that is a really interesting thing for women, right? And Gemma is a stylist, so she does that. She's got an archive that's amazing. I'm the person that throws it away. Not throws it away. That's completely the wrong word. My daughter nicks stuff. I've got nieces that take things and I recycle them. I, I do some through charity shops. I sell through consignment stores, whatever. But I don't keep stuff. So I am one of those women that's constantly evolving, looking for mm. what you're doing. Yeah. Because if you're not a stylist and you're not somebody that's a real fashionista that knows how to do that, I don't know how to go back yeah. to an archive. Well, I think the difference is, I, and, and probably the same for Gemma as mm. well, is I buy things that aren't necessarily on trend. They're, I buy mm-hmm. them because they're beautifully cut or they've got really unique detailing. And, you know, I, I, I love designers like Vivian Westwood uh, or mm. Alexander McQueen, where there's it's a where real unique, really cleverly designed. And also, designed. I guess, that don't date. And they don't date. And no, that's no. So, so mm. what was interesting talking to people was... Um, and I, again, I was just mentioning Gemma, I think there's an extent of the internet has killed some originality. So designers yeah. can sit and scroll through seeing the same catwalk collections, which is why everybody starts to look the same. So the gap for me felt like people saying everything looks the same. Yeah. And it's all a bit dumbed down and um, well, they also, wanted, I often they wanted use to feel the different. Word, I also use the word age appropriate, which often Gemma's like, oh, you're, you know, because I'll go, oh, I'm too old to wear that or whatever. And I, and I don't necessarily mean it like that but I do think that is I mean I've got a daughter she's 23 you know I don't wear bikinis anymore for a lot of reasons but part of it is I I think there's an age to wear Mm -hmm. you know people are now gonna you know complain about me saying this but I think there's an age to wear a bikini and there's an age not to and I kind of she looks so amazing in a bikini I'm like I'm so happy in a one piece but there is an age there is an age where that sort of sweet spot of where you maybe had the confidence to kind of wear anything or it work differently. Mm. There is an age where you think I just need to be just a little bit more mindful, I feel, mm. about how I wear stuff or how, yeah. you know, because when I met Gemma, I was very much at that crisis right. point. And Gemma and I met because she she helped style me and recreate my wardrobe and taught me so much about structure and mm-hmm. having key pieces in my wardrobe and the things that worked. And, and it's carried... It's carried me through. I've really yeah. stuck to what you taught me. But it is, it's great that you're doing that mm. age range is what I'm saying. Because it is quite, as, as, your, cons, as your consumer, mm. it is a very difficult Yeah, but moment. actually, I think the key word you've said there, Emma, is confidence there. Because actually, to be yeah. fair, actually, I do still wear a bikini. But I think it is yeah, about... Yeah, you've got a rocking body, so you should do. But it is about, I, I think it's actually feeling confident. Yeah, you're and right. And I think yeah. that bit about people stopping me and saying they like what I'm wearing is because I'm, 
confident in how I put stuff mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And actually a lot of creating the brand was actually saying, okay, I want to create really unique things that actually... And the brand is called Harpen. It's called Harpen. Yeah, and Harpen. Um, actually, I'll tell you a little story about the name in a minute. But okay. the um, it was about making people feel confident. And I really believe this customer, and they could be 25 or they could be 75, actually... They'd like to be noticed. They don't want to be stared at, but they would like to be noticed. And they want to be noticed because it's actually, they look really stylish. It's got a point of difference and they've not You're blended, right. blending into the wallpaper. You don't want to be stared at, but you yeah. want to be noticed. So I, I've got this thing that, you know, you don't want to be invisible. You want to be invincible. So that's how I want people I to feel. I love Loving that. Loving yeah. that. I want yes, people. Yes, Fiona, that's we how love I want that. To feel. Every time you, you know, because you've had the beauty of really being at the forefront of three pretty major times of fashion mm. within the industry mm. so to now get to a stage of life where you suddenly get another opportunity must have been like a dream come true oh it i mean i literally have to pinch myself because um you know having had the chance to start georgia astor with george that was i look back as that was one of the most fun times and most inspirational yeah. times so to get to start a brand from scratch and... And you said about the name. So tell us how yeah, the name so, um So Harpen, um, because actually, um, funny enough, the Europeans do a lot more of this um, style that has a bit of an edge, a bit of a unique yeah, finish to it. Yeah, so we, we wanted something that had a bit of a European yeah. feel to the name. So um, Harpen actually means uh, harp in Dutch. But because you have to do this now, I thought, you know, actually, I want them to have some some background to the name. And I wanted to yeah. check what didn't mean something weird as well, actually. Yeah. And I started to research it. And um, actually, I think my passion for fashion comes because my mum was a seamstress, my grandmother was, and my great grandfather was a master tailor. When I researched the name Harpen, it transpires it was the most common name for dressmakers when there was a census done uh, in the 17th century. Yeah, so it was like, when that came out, serendipity. It was serendipity. Yeah. So it, it, it actually sealed the deal because it wasn't just a name, but there was a real background to and it that what, actually felt right for the brand. What we expect from the range? So I'm your, I'm your, I'm your target market here. I'm 54, dying to buy clothing. Can I get it online? How do I go about okay, it? Okay, so what am I going to buy? Yeah, so we've launched it as an online brand, yeah, and um, we want to show people different ways to wear. So um, you know, I don't want this to be. A one you know one year wonder when you buy it so it should be something you can keep in your wardrobe and actually if it's about styling it with uh, black leggings or heels or boots uh, you know give keep people confidence that they're not buying something so there is that sustainability element to it that it's not just yep. going to be something that's going to date in a year's time um, I've been very practical um, in that uh, I want everything machine washable because oh, um, yes. apart from my coats, everything's machine washable because I've decided life is too short to be queuing at the dry cleaners, yeah. worrying about when you're going to pick it also, up. Also, I'm sorry to offend people, but you dry clean things and they come back like they've been boiled, or particularly in New York where I live. I, I, you know, it, it, it does ultimately ruin stuff. Yeah. It's not, not good to keep dry cleaning things. No. No, and um, sorry, dry cleaners. That's right, and and uh, people can find things with something that's different to what's out there. So it's whether it's attention to detail or the way it's cut. Um, so it has got that little bit of edge to it. So we're online. Uh, we're also available on Next Labels. We're just about to launch on John Lewis. So there's a real, actually, what's been nice is people coming to us because they, they see expensive. something different and in the brand. And how big is the collection? You des- how many pieces do you design each collection? So we've just launched with 120. 
um, oh, wow. and well, um, and we are want to be famous for dresses and blouses because I think that's where we can get most unique personality over for, for I the find brand. Dresses, actually, funny you should mention the word dresses, but I find dresses the hardest thing to find. Now, I love a dress, mm. but again, at my age, they're either mini or they're, they're it's quite hard to find a, a, a good length mm. dress. Dresses are hard. Because I think we, I mean, we talk a lot on on this podcast about the menopause that changes, you know, people's shape of their body, mm. you know, and, and confidence is a huge thing mm. because one's body changes. You're at a very vulnerable stage. Hormones are awry, which don't help with any of that. And dresses are hard to find. I mean, I know when I first met Gemma, <laughs> do you remember this? In my wardrobe, I had a lot of dresses and they were mostly maternity. Um <laughs> At, mm. Not through being pregnant either, just that I loved that. Do you remember that A-line sort of Amish shape, which is what you said? Mm. And I had an entire collection of A-line dresses and Gemma kept going, you know, this is an interesting, you know, she's very sweet. She's much more honest with me now, but you're being very sweet at the time of like, what is this <laughs> sort of A-line thing? Because I could never get a dress right. And then I realized that I was buying very loose clothing when I dressed a much younger friend than me for her entire nine months of her pregnancy I lent her clothing. And at the end of it, I thought, that's very interesting. I mean, she got quite big pregnant too. And I was able to dress her from my wardrobe. Dresses are a hard thing. I think if you know your body shape, maybe again, that's something that people need some confidence with. There is a dress that can make you look amazing. So... I don't know. It's a, a one-stop shop. It is exactly that. I, that's I love, what I mean. That's uh, why I want them because then you yeah. just got the dress. You've think, got on a great dress today. Can I just which say? which, of course, shirt. is Harpen, Yes. Yeah, so well, shirt is dress, that online? Yeah. Yes, it is. I should be buying yeah. that this afternoon because so I nice. flipping love it. Because a, it's a shirt dress. I'm very into the shirt dress. Now, I do think that is an amazing thing to have in the wardrobe. Yes, but the one you've got on is literally to die for. Thank you. Well, I did want life very uncomplicated as well. So it's a, a sort of semi-sheer fabric, but we've lined the body, so you haven't got to worry about. No, what do no, you wear no. underneath it? No. Do you need a slip dress? Do you need no, so? No, it's like so. super flattering. No, thank that. you I'm very much. Go but I, I, I do think this thing about knowing your body shape. So I don't know. There are women who um, probably thicken a bit through the waist, but still got amazing legs. They're the sort of people who look going to great, look great in a shift dress. Um, there are people who are probably hourglass, and actually a shirt dress will look great on them. So I think there's a bit, but there is a dress it's for understanding you. Understanding where you're. It, it's understanding where you are, but it's also just it's understanding your body shape, but it, but. I know we keep going back to confidence, but it is having the it is having the confidence to just sort of know what you where you want to be. Well, I think it's more like you've just said, Fiona. I love your dress. Yeah. You instantly feel, oh, she loves my oh, dress. People and should I pay compliments great. to each other all the time. And it has yeah. to be. <laughs> and the yeah. minute you're in something, you know that that is your, and it's about finding the part of the body that you do also love yourself. So one of my big things as a stylist that I get told all the time, and it doesn't matter what shape or size, is nobody regularly doesn't like their arms. That's the big one. Mm. I don't like the tops of my arms. No. And that is pretty common thing said to me. Yeah. So if you know that that is your area of vulnerability and therefore you've got the dress like you're mm. wearing now, you're still seeing your arms, but you've still got that coverage. It comes with a confidence. Yeah. I think as well, one of the things we've been doing when we design the range, because actually you can, I think there's something about you feel that once you've covered your arms up, you're suddenly less sexy or something. Actually, this season has been all about the sleeve. Yeah. And, and there are some amazing sleeve amazing details. Sleeves, yeah. and, and for me, actually, you can still feel a bit glamorous and wear something sleeved. Yeah. And we've tried to design things that have got a lot of sleeve detail who, because they're still exciting there. Yeah. Who out of out of interest are your sort of, who 
in the sort of, I guess, the public world or celebrity world, do you, are there people that you kind of look at and admire or whose style you think, oh, they get it really right? Or other people that you look at and you think, oh, I'd love to make them over, but... Oh, gosh. I, what I like looking at is, is people... But It probably is confidence and attitude. So I think the people who look great are people who... Um, love themselves and actually yeah. have the confidence to wear what suits them a little bit, don't care what other people say. Yes. And yeah. I think everybody should have a little bit of that in themselves. I'd love, you know, I'd love to give that confidence to people to to yeah. worry less a little bit about what other people say. I mean, clearly we, we would all love a compliment. But I think the the people who are comfortable themselves have something radiant and shining about them that yes. they wear things with confidence. And actually it's it's a confidence that comes from inside, not necessarily from the clothes they're wearing. I mean, it's something that I always admire. I mean, just because she's such a huge public figure, but like Lady Gaga. I mean, I admire people that literally go, I mean, she's the extreme, but she, yeah. you know, whether she's wearing, you know, something that's made out of pieces of well, meat, I love Tilda Swinton because I actually love the fact it's always quite a clean silhouette. Mm. It's very... But you see, going back in time, Catherine Hepburn, yes. I admire yes, because she was so ahead of her yes, time, always dressing Beautiful. basically mm. in like very men's mm. tailoring, but with such huge it was chic, it was confidence. Yes. And if I... she was alive today wearing those outfits with oh, the turtleneck, incredible. with a men's yeah. shirt over a pair of shorts, yeah. she would be... I think um, for me, Kate Blanchett always wears yes. amazing, yes. Love really unique clothes. She has her own identity. Yeah. Wears Did it you confidence? create, when you created the brand, sort of like the, the muse, who who is the character, who is the... Who is your customer? Yeah, so actually I think Kate Blanchett was definitely in there as one of them because there is that bit about it has a real individual personality to it as a brand. And, you know, to find someone that has that personality and is not stereotypical, it's in a way ageless because of that. You know, um, I mean, I... I'm desperate to do a shoot. Funny if you refer to that shoot you did uh, back at the beginning of George. And yeah. my daughter's 26, and my mum's 77. And, and actually, do a generational I want thing. I want to do a generational shoot yeah. because I actually, you know, and well, that's what you did with us at George. Yeah. And actually, I didn't have children, but my sister did. So I think the age range. I think she only had two of her children. So I think the age range must have been four up to my dad, who at the time must have been in his 60s. And I remember my dad was just so thrilled because he'd never had a modelling job like that. <laughs> he took it very seriously. I was going to say, I hope it didn't turn his head. No, he <laughs> took it very seriously. And he was so thrilled. We were all so thrilled because it was a bit... But I, I'm like you. I love... It's like when Dolce & Gabbana did that brilliant campaign using all ages. I think it's so appealing. Like Mae Musk, who's now, you know, so kind of inspirational as a model. Yeah. She's fantastic because it's given... It, I, I do mm. think there's been more... To me, there seems that there's more of that ageless thing where you can be mm. older well, and still well, like I, was saying, I was thinking about it as I was coming over, actually. I mean, my daughter's 26. I'm incredibly proud of her because she's, you know, she's an incredibly strong, independent young woman and she's, you know, um, works really hard and uh, but keeps a good sense of humour with it. And my mum is 77 and about seven years ago, she started doing photography and she did her GCSE and AS level and now she's you know studying for her highest Royal Society of Photography qualification. Well, like she needs to come on the podcast. Uh, she is, she well, she's fabulous. That's what I just say. It's about attitude, actually. And yeah. our, little, our little strap line is style with attitude because I think that's what it's about. It is yeah. to that attitude to face into life with, you know, a bit of courage and confidence and so, uh, fun. Is the idea, Fiona, for you to be able to set this up, get it going and then think, oh, I'm now seeing another gap. Could I do this? Well, yes, absolutely. I mean, I clearly Harpen's just started with clothing and I think hopefully as a brand, 
I won't say if it's successful, I'm going to say when it's successful, yeah. um, we'll expand it into other categories. Um, but people already, I mean, it's quite interesting. I've got men coming up to me going, that gap in the market, there's yeah. got to be one for menswear because, yeah. you know, what do you wear in between sort of high street younger brands and sort of expensive designer brands? I think yeah. there's a gap. Um, I'm really interested in how people shop. So I, you know, I'm constantly thinking, actually, that's say, the next thing your, for me. What's your sort of view on that because because I guess Netta changed the world like that in mm. terms of you know and I mean the next directory did as well to yeah. be fair but then there's Netta you know online versus going in and trying stuff on mm. trying on in your own home because again when you talk about that confidence thing if you try things on at home sometimes it's harder to be objective sometimes it's harder to you know, look at yourself, or mm. is it, or, or or is it more confident? I think it's actually much nicer because you get straight on with your. Well, own I was going to say, or is mm. it without those hideous? The lighting in dressing rooms is one is of my awful. biggest bugbears, and the mirrors yeah. are all at that. Where you've taught me that there is an angle where I look in a mirror in a shop, and I'm like, my God, I had no idea I was six foot. Yes, and this very looks flattering. incredible. Mm. So it's better in your own. So environment. It, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. is it better? I, I wasn't sure, but I think you're probably right. It's better in your own environment. Mm. Do you think? I think there's um. I think people, there will always be a mixture. So some people do like to touch and feel clothes before they buy them. Some people like them. But it's been made much easier to send things back. It has. Yeah. I, I think one of the interesting dynamics, I think, which is a bit of a conundrum, I think, on the high street, is the advantage of shopping online is you can curate what you want really quickly. Yeah. So yes. you can put in, I want a printed dress or I want a shirt dress and you yeah. instantly get faced with a, a curated collection you can shop very quickly and it's been made easier with sizes because they tell you what the models wear correct and yes you go onto a size guide and then if you then compare that to walking into and you know this is one of the interesting things for the bigger retail stores whether it's big department stores or bigger high street stores you walk in and you're faced with a huge sea of clothes yeah that instantly you can't curate as quickly as you can online so i think the interesting uh way forward is how do you bridge that gap of yeah the sort of online shopping thing that's doesn't you can't touch and feel is not very personal but you don't want the big sea of clothes that you get when you walk into a a bigger high street store so um, watch this space. I'm having a think about that one. Ooh, that's exciting. I'm not going to give too much away. No, no, no. Of <laughs> no, but I think if anybody can do it, you can do it. Because I think there because of your place, background, you're... there is a place in America, or do I, where you can go into a store. It's almost like a museum. You can see all the pieces, and you can book, you can buy online from that, but they're not for sale. So you can actually have the opportunity mm. to see the collection, feel it. Oh, no, I wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't have the time to do that. That's a, I like if I physically online. If I physically go into a shop, then I physically want to take it away. If I'm buying online, I'm buying online, but I don't want to go and touch the it. The thing with buying touch. online, I think it's the speed in which you can get it. Mm. If I buy online, I kind of do want it the next day. Yeah. Well, we, that, that is, though, we are used to instant gratification now. Mm. That is, that is, that's what I was saying. It's an yeah. interesting dilemma. Yeah, um, it is, because it's a sort of, yeah, it is. I mean, I love online shopping because I love the excitement of things arriving in the post. I know that's really pathetic, but yeah. I find it so exciting. Like I'm here doing these podcasts. I know when I get home, I've got things waiting and I feel like it's sort of Christmas. It's like sort of... Hopefully you'll be straight on the Harpen website. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> Talk as you leave, you're going to see that my, my um, order has gone through. Yeah. Talk us through the collection. 
So uh, we've, as I said, we've launched with 120 items. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go online now. Oh, good. I do hope so. No, I'm going um, right, right now. We have designed things with a point of difference. Uh, I've got a tiny little team of people, so I'm still, you know, designing pieces. I've got a fabulous uh, designer I'm working with. We've got a team of um, seven in total. So the great thing is we can work really quickly. And if we we all try something on when it comes in, and actually if we all try it on and it looks great on all of us, all different shapes and sizes, we think, well, there's something in there. Yeah. You've also got a really good spend X amount save right now, just so you know I really am online. Good. Thank you very much. Um, And we've really focused on uh, fabrics. But one thing, again, about online shopping, and particularly the use of social media, you can photograph something and it can look amazing. Yeah. When you get it, it can be terrible quality. Yeah. So I wanted to exceed expectations when people bought harp and clothes. So actually, we'll we will photograph our beautiful, um, individually and uniquely designed clothes. But actually, when you get it, you'll be really you know Blown pleasantly surprised by, yeah. by the quality rather than think oh that's a bit disappointing really so we've worked on quality fabrics uh, we've worked on the fit to make sure and actually the they are great. flattering um so um and i think i didn't want people to be worried about color actually because again okay. i think you know hopefully you'll spot emma's you're scrolling through there well i've that, already spotted um, the navy military boiler suits just gone in my oh, bag excellent um but that um Give, can give people confidence to wear some colour actually as well yeah. because yeah. I think it's incredibly flattering uh, if you get if you get the right colour yeah. for you and it does affect your mood I did a little blog on there actually about how colour affects your mood because again I think yeah. going to work and dressed in black every day um, it's quite... I know and I think people resort and I you know speak for myself I think people resort to black because when you when you're not sure you just think well I better just you know, I better go for the black or navy option because if you're a little bit unconfident mm. going for that splash of orange or khaki, you're a bit like, I'll just go safe. Mm. You know, that again, that's a confidence thing. It is. Purely. It is. Um, are you wearing the khaki camo animal shirt I dress? am indeed, you yes. Know, and there's a shirt there as well, just in case. Because yes. that's the other thing. We've tried to, if we've got a great print, we've tried to do a dress and a shirt or two shapes of dresses yeah. in it because actually yeah. if you're not somebody that does look good in a... Uh, a, a shirt dress you might want the shirt or if you you know you might yes, not want if you it. like the print of it correct so we've tried to yeah. do um more than one more than one shape on a great print no it's so fabulous. when you ha- set this up and you reflect like a journey coming here today and you know you're going to be talking about your career mm. is it fair to say that if i was to ask you okay give me the key moments from each of the companies you've worked for that has been Part that goes in your toolbox and has never left you. Oh, fascinating Ooh, question. question yes. Gemma. I Gosh, love that I question. I love a good question. Yeah, well, that's a that. fabulous yeah. question. Okay, well, probably high five. So, so I'll have to say I do remember, as I said, having trained a designer starting at Next as a designer and pattern cutter. The very first item where I designed the, you know, which the, one was it? I probably bought it. Oh gosh, uh, it was a two-piece. If you remember the days of separates at match, actually they're yes. back on trend again. Actually, I but, love uh, <laughs> so it was a it was a it was a, a skirt and a top that um, mm-hmm. went on. And my mum, of course, went and bought it. Bless her. So I do remember the very first thing I designed going on sale, which yeah. was an incredibly proud moment. I mean, that is a great moment, isn't it? If you yeah, it um, I do remember actually being involved with the first Next Directory because it was game changing and you know an incredibly you know you look back on moments and and, and as we talked about George, actually that can do attitude yeah don't have anybody tell you you can't do something um yeah. you know that's that's my you know that was going out with something everybody said it's too expensive to produce 
his view of the world was, um, you know, you almost you can start with the best and you can rein it in. Um, but um, actually, I use a phrase at work which you'll laugh. I, um, somebody said to me, and I quote it, I'd rather rein in a stallion than drag a donkey. And yeah. that is my view on the world that actually set yeah. the bar really high. Set the bar high? Why yeah. not? Because, um, just you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so being involved with that, starting Georgia Asda and, um, you know, being involved with something that was just so Again, revolutionary. First time that really clothes met the supermarket. Yeah, genius exactly it completely was completely genius and that also people could be out for their and know, were cool to wear like nobody yeah. w- there was no stigma attached no, to Georgia not the stigma was removed yeah, yeah absolutely and if you think again how I mean from a point of view of changing the dynamics on um not even the high street sorry from a point of view of fashion yeah. you know then obviously every other supermarket then followed so yeah. you know that that was a, a revolution really yeah um I was very lucky uh, when I went back to George, actually. Uh, that was uh, the first moment when somebody said to me, actually, we know you'd always want to do your own brand one day. So um, come, I went back to George uh, as brand director to give it almost a new vision uh, because George and I had left at the same time. It had been run differently for eight years uh, to reset the scene on that. And from a point of view of personally um, being you know, actually they said be the new George, having the chance to take a brand, uh, take the store, take the, you know, the logo um, and completely change it and set a new dynamic for it was both very exciting but very scary. Um, but I always go in life, actually, you've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. And that opportunity was and a chance to go, actually, I can do this. And, um, you know, did I also think it's exciting because the retail industry has gone through sort of a bit of, you know, sort of highs and lows recently. So it's lovely to chat to you about how sort of passionate you still are about it because, it, it, you know, you make it seem like it's it's something that is ever-growing and ever-changing and won't. Oh, it has to. It has to. You can't stay. So, I mean, that it was, I was talking about leadership the other day and actually it's quite interesting. I've, I've become very comfortable with myself that, I'm you know, I'm probably not um, a business leader in the mould of I'm passionate about a P&L account and, you know, I can yeah. manage warehousing logistics, but I'm passionate about design and customers and innovation and permanently curious. Yeah. And um, I've accepted that because you can work with other people who can do the bits you but can't. But the great people that do it, I mean, I was, I was saying to Gemma, actually, she hasn't watched it yet, but I was watching the documentary on Ralph Lauren mm. called Very Ralph, which is, which is an inc- I mean, I highly recommend it. But it, but, you know, there's always a reason behind people's success. And he was, you know, really curious mm. and, and you know, basically couldn't find the tie he wanted age 16 and kind of went to a tailor and did it. And I, and I do think that that sort of passion, it is what, what makes people in the fashion industry have that longevity, is that they just never stop evolving or kind of looking for that gap in the market or thinking of the next thing that could... Yeah, well, I, it's interesting. I do think some businesses start to flounder when it's... Um, you start to worry about the numbers more than you worry about the customer yeah. and the product. 100%. And I think it becomes tired. Yes. And it becomes that you're conforming, but that's when I think brands lose identity. Oh, and I yes. think a lot of people have fallen into that trap. And maybe that is something to do with social media. Yeah, I, I think... It, I sometimes think it's about... Num- it, is, it is numbers, because yeah. I think, you know, as a business gets bigger, it's very easy to start going, well, we, we sold, I don't know, 100,000 of those last year and worry about, okay, if we move it on too much, are we well, going to sell that also, next year? Don't you find and that, they play it safe. But yeah. also with social media, isn't it, you know, I guess it's ever true that um, 
you know, if you have somebody, you know, an influencer or whatever, somebody wear something on social media and you can sell 500 of them in an hour because mm-hmm. somebody's wearing it. I mean, there is that real, that's the pull of social media. You see it on somebody else and then you're like, so you, you sort of do need it. Oh, it, I, unfortunately, it's, it's Pandora's box we've opened. So social media is here to stay. And yeah, actually, yeah. you know, it is a new way of people seeing uh, great products. I, I think the the best businesses and the best people, though, will always be thinking about what's the next thing, not yeah. not looking back in history and kind of going, well, we did this last year. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I, I maintain that, you know, you're selling products, you're not selling the margin and, you know, the... There's an yeah. element of, you know, businesses will, like I said, will play it safe and they'll take details off because, you know, they had to mark down too much product last year. So they need to do a bigger yeah. margin on it. So um, I think you can you can lose confidence. And actually, the best brands will be where there's confidence and courage and a bit of bravery looking forward. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the bit, hopefully, you know, I, I learned from working with George. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully bring to what I'm doing and encourage my team to do. It's wonderful. Has your daughter followed in your footsteps? She's in oh, spot on digital marketing uh, and okay. involved that side. So she's um, yeah, she hasn't she hasn't got the same passion for clothes actually. But um, well, she loves wearing them actually. And she, she, she must have a hell of a great yeah. She's you. Um, she definitely <laughs> likes going shopping with me. But um, yeah, it's a new generation of um, social marketing and yeah. some digital marketing. Yeah. Well, Fiona, it's been a joy to have you on. Um, I've got two things in my basket already. Very exciting. I can't wait. We look forward not only to Harpen, it's harpen.com is the new website. And, you know, thank you for coming and chatting us today. Truly inspiring. And also keep us posted of the next adventures, basically. Oh, thank you so much. It's been lovely talking to you. Great. Thanks for listening to Gemma and Emma. We'd love it if you gave us a star rating on iTunes and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Gemma and Emma. Furthermore, follow Emma at Emma Forbes Lifestyle and Gemma at Shepherd Style. We'll see you next week.